All right. Thanks so much for joining us here. This is the Crossover Podcast, and it's brought to you by Fully Loaded Pizza with two great locations in the Athens area, of course, in the heart of Five Points, the old Waffle House building, and over in Watkinsville as well. Love both great locations. Fully Loaded Pizza, and uh, Chris is on vacation this week, and my man, the one and only J.D., Jeff Dantzler, sitting in, and uh, thank you very much, Jeff. I know you and Kevin Butler have a great podcast yourself, the old foot and mouth. So we always take uh, great pride, and uh, we appreciate it when you uh, join me and Chris to fill in. Well, it, it's an honor, as always, to be on with either one of you guys, either one of my good friends here. And uh, when you talk fully loaded, uh, I'm just hoping to get a free chicken parm dinner out of this because that's my favorite <laughs> dish on the menu there. Their, their chicken parmesan's lights out. The pizza's great. The wings are great. So my buddy Kel and, and the gang at the, the Five Points Fully Loaded lights out. It's a regular stop for, uh, for, for Emily and Alba and me we absolutely love it and we certainly appreciate all their support and they've got a pizza called the home team you which got is that just right absolutely <laughs> perfect we are the crossover podcast so a little bit of the morning show a little bit of the home team and that's where we get the name and chris will be back next week actually i'll be out so you'll be in maybe not as much of a crossover next week but still the podcast will live on. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun, and, and I guess I know you always go on one of these trips later in the year for for various reasons. We'll <laughs> leave that on the side well, it's weird. there. It's usually before the first football weekend, and I guess technically it still is. With some games will be going on next weekend, but we'll have SEC play starting up September twenty sixth. So. There are games next weekend, aren't there? Well, I know there were. Is the ACC? Are they starting on the 12th? No, they start on the 12th. Yeah, they're starting on the I so remember. Maybe there's not. That ga- Oklahoma originally had that game scheduled with Missouri yeah. State on August 29th. They're playing on the 12th. Yeah, so I think yeah. they pushed all that back. You know, we, we've talked about this, and we're going to be. Uh, obviously, everybody, when things get back to to, to good and, and normal uh, when it comes to the world of sports there, um, that. We're, we're going to embrace everything and certainly not going to take anything for granted. I've always thought if there were things we could magically do with the calendar, DJ, like I've always said, boy, if we could just have, say, a couple of weeks to catch our breath between football and college hoop season and then a couple of weeks between college hoop season and baseball. Yeah. Honestly, if, if college football every year, and I know how bad we're jonesing for it, if it started – maybe a week earlier than it's scheduled to this year, I'd be all for that. I think you'd be cashing in on better weather. But the the problem is you want to have the regular season done Thanksgiving weekend, then have all the conference championship games. But if you go back and, and look at schedules going back from the 50s, 60s, 70s, you usually started a week or two after Labor Day. Right. Now, they used to play 10 games and then 11, but it, it was rare. Like when we played Clemson in 82 on, on Labor Day night, most teams would open that next week. And, and I just think because that you might not think a couple of weeks would make that much of a difference. But, you know, thinking about this, and, and now obviously we wish we were playing 12 and, and, and everything was, was normal. But if there is one little perk to look out of this, I, I guess that it is kind of maximizing the best weather that you get here. And it's, it's just one of those deals, as we've said, with all the craziness that's been going on here. I think there could be 
anytime something bad happens, there's some positives that can come out of it. Uh, what's the old saying about uh, necessity is the, the the father of ingenuity yeah, there? And, yeah. You know, we've talked about it like for baseball – I love putting the runner on second with nobody out in extra <laughs> innings. I love the Elam scoring system. Heck, I, I'd love it if the NBA, I, I think a December through early August schedule makes a lot of sense for them. We've enjoyed, as, as we broadcast here, having a basketball and, and a few baseball games and certainly the hockey playoffs going in the middle of the afternoon. So I, I think that's been a really cool thing as well. Well, Jeff, it does look like, and we are taping this, on a Thursday, right? Today is August. Uh, what is it? Whatever, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> March twelfth, the last yes. date I remember. Yes. So two weeks from tonight, the college football season is still set to kick off with South Alabama, USA, USA <laughs> visiting Southern Miss and Central Arkansas at UAB, and then there are one, two, three, four, five games on Saturday, September fifth. And Georgia was supposed to have played Virginia on Labor Day night over in Atlanta. Well, that game is now the BYU-Navy game. So there are games mm-hmm. two weeks from this, this coming weekend. So it's, it's getting here, even though we're still another 37 days, I believe, from um, the SEC kicking things off. We're not too far off from college football, and, and hopefully these games will still uh, will still get played. Yeah, uh, for sure. So uh, th- those those games that you mentioned there, you know, thinking about Navy and BYU, kind of be a clashing of styles there. Uh, there will never be a South Alabama game that gets as much attention as the one coming <laughs> exactly. up in a, in a couple Alabama Thursdays. South Alabama, Southern Miss, I cannot wait. <laughs> cannot wait for that Peanut one. Peanut butter jelly. Wait, that was basketball. That was hoops. For yeah. South Alabama. The backcourt. But it has been nice. Going back to two Wednesdays ago when the shirtless man appeared in Urban Meyer's recreational vehicle, <laughs> and we had just some, some things to laugh at that afternoon, uh, then when we got the news that the Big 12 was going to move forward, then the SEC schedule comes out. So it's been great getting that kind of good news moving forward here. And it's such an engine for so many things. Obviously, we've got to have it. And uh, Georgia opening at Arkansas on September 26th. So uh, certainly going to be excited about that. And we, we went through this just unprecedented famine when it comes to sports and now, you know, as we've said, we're going to have some smorgasbords. We're, we're going to have some some big time buffets. When you look at how the baseball playoffs are going to set up, DJ, I'm I'm loving that. Having you know, again, I wouldn't want this every year because it cheapens a regular season. But for a year like this, you're going to have eight two out of three series. I mean, originally the U.S. Open was was going to be when Georgia played Alabama, but right. now that's gotten moved around. But but there are going to be some weekends when we've got a lot of stuff thrown in there together, and it's going to be very enjoyable. Yeah, going to have a lot of uh, things to make up here, and and all at the same time. And I, I'm good with it, especially with uh, with where we were and just not having anything for the uh, for the longest time. I don't care if they're playing bas- basketball in a bubble. I don't care if they're playing mm-hmm. hockey in a bubble. I'm just glad they're playing. I wanted to throw this at you, DJ. And obviously, football gets the the most attention moving forward. And uh, on on both of our shows, and you and I have been together some this week. Uh, we've had Josh Brooks, who's the the deputy associate yep. athletic director, and he's involved with facilities, event management. He's got his hands on everything, and yep. he's he's done a great job at the at the center of all this. 
And so now you're thinking, okay, you feel like you've got the plan in for football, and they've been making plans for other sports, obviously. So another big question is going to be, and, and hey, by the time this, this show comes out, we might have some answers, but you, you feel horrible for the cross-country volleyball and, and soccer teams across the country where the NCAA just said no championships. So are the individual leagues going to stage are they going to try and play in the spring? And, and th- those are also, especially volleyball and soccer, those are high-impact sports w- with higher injury rates. Sure. I mean, most soccer teams, you're going to have three or four kids w- with ACL injuries, so you're going to try and play two seasons in, in one calendar year. And, yeah, so you feel horrible for those kids. They've been working just like the football players have. But then it, it comes to – the basketball schedule in between travel and cost and and all that, what they're deciding to do. I, I wouldn't mind this year if it was just thrown together. And, and we'll just say in, in, in Georgia's case that, you know, where we are, we got Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Tech, obviously, Kennesaw State, Mercer. We got Clemson and Furman just up the road. Like, get those six or seven schools we talked about, play, play a home and home with them. Uh, to me, that'd be a great way – to get in the games and, you know, you, you could even do a thing, you know, kind of like an old high school jamboree, maybe even. Say and, the old jamboree. You know, yeah, say go to the, the Gwinnett Arena and get Georgia, Georgia Tech, Georgia State, and, and Kennesaw in there over a four or five day period and, you know, play three games. So I, I, I do think that there are a lot of ideas like that getting thrown around. And it's one of those deals, Dave, everybody's been in meetings. I, that, that's way, way, way above my pay grade for, for something th- this serious and this major. But I, I think it's great to get ideas like that thrown out there. They're not all going to stick. Some of them might be bad to terrible ideas. Yeah. Some of them might be good. Some of them might be great. But I do think through all this, it's been very important to have the communication and have as many things put out there on the table. And then you settle in on what you think the best idea is. But certainly looking forward, I think that would be a good thing. And just big picture, and heck, DJ, how many times have we said we could kill three hours of a show just by talking schedule. But there are times, you know, we, we see it in the various sports, and, and, and we understand scheduling's hard to do. You, you might be playing somebody from Ohio or Massachusetts, and you're thinking, well, golly, you know, well, we could be playing Wake Forest. We could be playing Clemson. We well, could see, be that's what Florida I was going to ask you. Do yeah. you think that's not just a – a short-term thing, but maybe a long-term I hope thing so. as far as scheduling goes. I hope so. And, and it's cool. And, and, Dave, you've been on trips like this, too. You know, when you go play somebody like UCLA or USC, yeah. that, that's a cool thing. Yeah. But, you know, regularly, and I'm just thinking about the, the, the different sports, you know, maybe instead of going to Villanova or going to Temple, right? you know, which, which again, it's if you go to Philly every now and then, that's okay. What about Wake Forest? What about Florida State? To me, and understanding that football is different. Like baseball, we've had a great rivalry with Clemson through the years. In my opinion, like basketball, you know, obviously tennis and everything, we ought to be playing Clemson every year. Uh, I, in everything. Uh, for sure. For sure. We <laughs> should everything. be playing. I mean, it's 75 miles up the road. And, you know, Maybe you th- it's a little tougher in football. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, why doesn't basketball play? Men's and women's basketball yeah. should play Clemson yeah. every year. Yeah. And it would be great for both schools. And, and and again, you know, Florida State's five and a half hours away. Now, that that's not going to happen in football for a, a variety of reasons. We do have that home and home coming up. Coach Dooley and Coach Bowden were very wise. Yeah. You got a mutual enemy. Yeah, don't 
don't cut yourself down. No, just yeah. it, it's even though we yeah. fight each other in recruiting, right? It's good for both of us if we're both good, absolutely, for, for the obvious reason. But no, I, I agree. And scheduling again, it, it's one of those things where. And, and understanding that it is difficult to do, but maybe this is something where you'll start looking at things. And it's one of those rare instances where a cost in terms of traveling the like might actually make it more interesting I, for the fans as well. I know we've done a football basketball combo scheduling situation with like UMass. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised we haven't done more of those kind of things and schools don't do more of those kind of things, other schools. Well, let, let's let's throw this one out and, and there. And by the way, so like, and I'm not picking on the lady dogs, mm-hmm. but like, was it last year or year before where y'all had that quick trip to L.A. and back to play yeah. UCLA? And it's like, whoa, what just happened? There? And we played Tech three days later. Yeah. It was yeah. that that's one to me that you take that trip. You gotta it, play at least two games. You play at least two games yeah. out there. Yeah. And and that was that was just one of those spots. Again, it, it's difficult, but to do that in a midweek is I just wonder if that's it's the tough. kind of nuances of scheduling that we'll start seeing. I think so. And again, we're just talking about Georgia, obviously, right, right. here is an example. But, but no, I, I would and, and to get back to what you're saying about the UMass thing, let's just throw this out there. How about with let's say Duke? All right, we'll play you a two for one in football and a two for one in basketball. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be terrific. Yeah, I think so. Also, you come down here twice for football. We'll go to Durham once. Maybe we could, you know, or maybe play in the Panther Stadium there, or <laughs> something yeah. down the road. And then I'll tell you what, hey, we'll throw go baseball in there sure. too. We'll go to Cameron a couple times, but then you come down to Athens as well. Yeah. So you might see more creativity with that. But I certainly think, you know, and football is a different animal. But I, I think for other sports, seeing more, and we're primarily talking about men's and women's hoops here playing more games against teams. And when you think about the five states that border Georgia, there are a lot of really, really good programs there. And obviously we see the SEC ones and and, Tech in-state and and Clemson, but we don't play Florida State a ton. And and certainly the the triangle schools from North Carolina and Wake Forest, we rarely play them Honestly, if we just played only schools that border, where that state borders Georgia. Oh, we have a great schedule. You wouldn't have to go anywhere else ever no you, i mean that's the thing because you'd have south carolina you'd have north carolina you'd have tennessee you'd have alabama and you'd have florida for sure yeah so you could have great schedules every year just for that wait now does did i leave anybody out does does utah border georgia let <laughs> me get quite, back to you on that one not quite uh, but but no there, there are a lot of options there and uh, you know, and, and again, there are always challenges with schedules, but I'd like to see us, again, taking football out of this, you know, play like, let's just say for for soccer or for volleyball, the, the quote-unquote, you know, the, the non-Power 5 schools, you know, if, if Mercer, Georgia Southern, Kennesaw, let's play those schools. It, yeah. It's easier travel, and, and I think that creates more interest. And if you are playing a, a big-time, a quote-unquote big-time opponent from a Power Five, uh, let, let's play the Tobacco Road schools. You know, let's let's yeah. play Florida State. Certainly let's play Clemson. Clemson, as you said, again, football's a different animal. And I, I like the deal where we play Clemson, say, four out of eight, four out of ten years. But but every uh, there's no reason we shouldn't be playing Clemson in basketball every year. And I've wondered that forever. Yes. Forever. And that's one, to me, you could get with the schools. And I know we've had a hard time settling in on a date to play Tech. Uh, to me, that's one where the two schools could say, okay, 
All right, before we go into our non-conference scheduling, here's the date that Georgia and Georgia Tech are playing. Yeah. Like, I've always thought the Saturday after the football championship games would be a great day. Right. And I know you've got – it depends on when final exams fall. Uh, two or three years ago, we played – the last Saturday before Christmas around December 2021. Yep. I thought that was great. So to me, that would be one. But we need to, to set a date and hang with that. So if, if it was that, that Saturday after the championship games, two weeks after the football game, then I think that's something after two, three, four, five years, it gets on everybody's radar and, and you're aware of that. And then I, I think for, for Georgia Hoops, then Clemson should be our second non-con scheduling sure. priority. Jeff, we got to take a break. We are desperately out of time here in Where's segment Tony number Shivani? one. Where is Tony Schiavone? Tony Schiavanto. Anyway, we, uh, we'll take a, a quick break. We'll come right back. This is the Crossover Podcast, and it is brought to you by the fine folks, the good folks at Fully Loaded Pizza with two great Athens area locations, one in Watkinsville, also one in the heart of Five Points in Athens, in the old Waffle House building. So uh, we'll take a quick break. Dave and Jeff along with you back after this here. It's the Crossover Podcast. If you're ready to dine out, Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen is ready for you to dine in because both fully loaded locations are now open with limited indoor and outdoor seating, plus all the other necessary safety precautions. All your Italian favorites, wings, and more are waiting, but curbside pickup will continue at Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen, or you can call to see which delivery service is available. If you want to get out of the house, you can dine in at Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen at Five Points in Athens and off Mars Hill Road in Watkins. All right, back here on the crossover podcast, Dave and Jeff along with you. Chris is, uh, he's on vacation and he'll be back next week. In fact, I'll be out next week. So Jeff will be hanging in for me. We appreciate you, uh, swinging both ways for us. Well, wait a minute. That didn't sound right. (laughs) Hold on a second. Yeah. Pinch hitting. Maybe that's a better thing to say. A combo of Mickey Mantle. And John Anderson. <laughs> That's right. Switch hitting and swinging, baby. And Charlotte Johnson. Charlotte Johnson. Boy, she was the apple of my eye. That's I right. love some jo- no, but We but- love Fully Loaded, and uh, it is great, great pizza. That's the only thing I've ever had there, but you swear oh, by man. the chicken parm. The chicken parm is awesome. The dish, and they have a hoagie, but I, I get the dish. Get a little Greek salad. No onions on the side there. And uh, What are the two things you hate most? Onions and the enemy. And uh, so that, that, that's my favorite. But the pizza's great. They also have fantastic wings. Oh, yep, yep. First class wings. And they've got a... Our, our buddy better G- than Paul McCartney's wings. Yeah, oh, far better. Yes. What was wings without Paul McCartney? Yeah. They've got these little cheese bite things, too, that are very, very tasty. So that's one of those deals. Everything on the menu is good. Yeah, it's fantastic. So get on over to Fully Loaded, two great Athens area locations, including the heart of Five Point and also in Oconee County in Watkinsville. So in the first segment, we were started talking about schedules, and then we started talking about the nuances of scheduling. The um, baseball season is just about halfway over. Yeah, Wait a 30 minute. games it in. <laughs> it just started. The Braves somehow, despite the, the troubles that they've had with injuries and uh, pitchers not living up to what – we thought they were going to, are still in first place in the NL East. 
have you gotten used to watching these games without fans? A little bit. I, I think the cardboard cutouts actually help. I, I think they have, too. A, a little bit. Um, it, this is one of those deals. Uh, two things. If somebody would have told you that Soroka, Albies, and Acuna are all out, yeah. there's no way you see them in first place. And the other thing is about, let's say, a month when, when the launch date was was given out there, their rotation looked good because you're thinking Soroka, Freed, they get Cole Hamels, King Felix. He, he's kind of the pitcher's version of Mike Trout, this all-time great that nobody's ever seen. Yeah. You think, holy cow. And then, you know, you, you'll see what you get with Fulton Evich, but then you got, just in case, you got Toussaint, you got Wilson, you got Wright. It's like, boy, this is a really good pitching staff. Then Hamels is hurt. And King Felix says, eh, I'm not going to go. Fulton Evich, what happened to the three-hit shutout against the Cardinals? Yeah. And then Soroka gets hurt, and you're thinking, holy moly, now those six, seven, and eight guys are two, three, and four. So uh, how, how they're hanging in there, it, it's very they impressive. they got enough offense and enough bullpen to sustain a longer period of time, but in a three-game series, that's where they're, you would think, pretty vulnerable right now. Yeah, because you just, I mean, you would obviously throw Freed, who's very good. Now, he's not going to match up with, with somebody like Scherzer or Kershaw or Bueller. He doesn't have the experience yet, but he right. looks like he you know, has the makings to be really, oh, really I, good. I think Freed's terrific. And then, you know, in that two out of three, obviously anything can happen there. I think uh, you know, without Soroka, it would be doubtful that they could make a, a push to the World Series or anything. But, you know, could they be one of the eight teams that get in? Absolutely. And then you get in that crapshoot. Like I said, for th- this year and this year only, having Eight two out of three series that that's gonna be that's gonna be nuts and I hope what baseball should do is have that deal do it like the NCAA hoops tournament I mean start you have eight games a day start one of them at twelve thirty yep. one of them at one thirty boom boom just boom go. just keep them going yeah. I think that'd be awesome that'd be awesome yeah yeah. There's nothing like that first weekend of the NCAA the basketball tournament. I love that. I love the upsets. Although, when you get into the Sweet 16 and especially the Elite Eight, <laughs> you want the chalk. You really want the chalk. <laughs> you want yeah. the chalk. Yeah. Now, we can never do it because of baseball, DJ, but uh, so maybe we could get a, a series at UNLV. But I've always <laughs> thought, and I've had people say, we've, we've all had friends that have gone dangerous. out there for the Super Bowl, that, that that's the best days yeah. to be out there, Those the, the first two days of the NCAA Hoops Tournament. I've been out there in Vegas once during uh, an NFL playoff weekend. Oh, nice. That was fun. Sure. It wasn't the Super Bowl. Obviously, like you said, the first weekend of the NCAA basketball (laughs) tournament has got to just be nuts. Oh, insane. But, yeah, that that Super Bowl – excuse me, the NFL playoff weekend we were out there was fun. And those first two weekends of the NFL playoffs are great because you've got the four games. Well, now you'll have – with seven teams, you, you'll you'll be adding one on each side. But but it's crazy with the NFL playoffs. You go from all right, that you got the wild card round, then the divisional playoffs. That's the best weekend. Then it's down to two. Then it's down to one. I I, I get kind of sad after the divisional round because then you're down to just three games, yep. and it's like yeah, it's pretty much over. I know. Now. Yeah. I know. And that's it's fun because you're getting down to the end, but it's also you know a little bit depressing too to know that it's coming to an end. Then you are at the end, yeah. and, and that's also you know with this this late start for the dogs and everybody in college football. When we kick off, you'll think, "Holy, it's been a long time since that Baylor game in New Orleans back on January first. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. And 
and you know as great a game as that was, as great a uh, a day as that was for the dogs, it's hard to believe that was still this year as Good long gosh. as this year has been. Well, this is what the seven hundred fifty eighth day of the year twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. As I said, the last day we, we were in Statesboro, Georgia, to, that night of March eleventh, and then March twelfth, and uh, yeah, I just. When it's a new month, I say, oh, oh, oh okay. But uh, certainly uh, uh, when, when NASCAR started back and then golf and then baseball and then uh, the, the NBA and the, the NHL, the NHL's done a great job with their playoffs. And, and now we've got, we, we've got football. It's, it's almost so close you feel like you can mm-hmm. touch it. Mm-hmm. And the NFL is not going away. No. We know that. No, 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 no. We know that. Well, the NFL, a vast majority – a vast majority of their revenue comes from television and from, yep. from that end of things. Even though it's still a significant chunk in college athletics and college football, it, it is not as much as what you have, say, at, at a place like Georgia with the contributions, with the tickets on that front. It's, it's a bigger chunk of the pie. But you feel at least certainly by, by playing to get the TV right, to get the TV money, and with the announcement that came out earlier that you'll have you know, essentially 25 to 25% of fans, and I think most schools are following that model, you feel like, just talking about from a pure financial end, you know, not everything else that goes with it, including the, the mental health of so many people and the economic welfare of the surrounding communities, you feel like you're at least getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, so if, if you're getting, I think anybody will tell you, just looking at it from, from a purely financial end, you'd rather get 40 or 45% than 0%. I mean, anybody can make that argument. But when we see some of the, the estimations about, you know, what it's worth, however the sports industry is in the U.S., whether, you know, $100 billion, $200 billion, whatever it is, I even think that estimate's low because that is not taken into account the effect that it has, especially in a town like Athens, on the hotel industry, on the restaurant yep. business, and, and how many businesses in this town just just survive off of it. You know, it's kind of strange, and I like the way Georgia's doing this. They aren't saying anything about if they're going to allow people to tailgate on campus mm-hmm. or not. You know, they, Georgia can't stop people from coming to town and sure. setting up in places off campus. But like in Alabama, that's already announced, like no tailgating or Tuscaloosa, you know that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Not Tuscaloosa, but I guess Alabama. It just kind of makes you wonder why you wouldn't just hold off, sure, uh, and just see how things are going, that kind of stuff. Well, and I think they're going to be a lot of people that are coming to town. Yeah, uh, you know wh- whether they're going to the game or not. You know, right. people enjoy their rituals, and, and we'll see how the tailgating scene plays out. But when it comes to going to your your favorite restaurant on a Friday night or yep. whatever you may do, I, I think they're going to be. for the most part, you can still do. Absolutely. There might be more people trying to get into smaller areas, and there may be less seating at your favorite restaurant, but for the most part, they're all still open. Yeah, and they, they need the business. They need the business, absolutely. So it's it, it's just so big. I mean, the college football, it is such an enormous engine, and that's where, and, and I get it when – you know, everything, everybody is really on edge. And, and, and there's that, that quote unquote, that national media out there where most of them are located, most of the writers and the like, they do not live in right. and are not familiar with places like Athens, Tallahassee, Gainesville, Auburn, right. Tuscaloosa, Oxford, and just what it means not only for the football program, 
for the athletic program, the trickle-down effect, but for the businesses, the communities, the states, and the, the personal and psychological well-being of so many people. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it, DJ. You know, as we got older, you know, when you were in school, then obviously in your early 20s, you know, you, you see your friends a lot more, but then you get older and people get married. A lot of people start having kids. And and then you think, golly, I don't see these folks much. But during football yep. season, it's that. And even if it's only 15, 20 minutes, that's what brings everybody sure. back. As the one and only Bear Bryant said when asked about the importance of football, no alumni ever came back to campus to watch some kid take a math test. <laughs> and I think the Bear summed it up perfectly yeah, there. it's true. And, a lot, and for a lot of the, the national pundits, I mean, I get it. I, I don't honestly think that they – want to see the football season canceled just so they can say mm-hmm. they were right, you know, to kind of, you know, shove it in your face. But at the same time, it just seems like the tone of the way things get said sometimes don't don't come across right. But like you and I talk about off the air all the time, it's like Athens and Tuscaloosa, like you said, in Starkville and in Maybe not a Knoxville as much, but it's still it's a big deal for Knoxville. Maybe not a Nashville, but it's still a huge deal when LSU rolls into town to play Vanderbilt for a weekend or when Georgia rolls into town. Go tell Nashville when uh, Georgia came in last year for Labor Day weekend if that wasn't a big infusion of money to that city. Well, those tickets uh, were going for over 100 yeah. bucks on the secondary yeah. market. Every hotel, every restaurant was jam-packed. Yeah. Plus, Labor Day weekend, there are people staying three, four nights down yep. there. And, and you know, even think about this. You know, for me, growing up in South Georgia, when I would uh, come up to the games with my friends, you know, you're stopping along the way at the same gas stations, the same places yeah. to eat. And and just those those little stores between places like like well the, the dairy lanes absolutely yeah, yeah. And places like Sandersville Statesboro yeah. Wrens Warrington Washington Georgia Thompson Georgia yeah. for people coming from different parts of the barbecue state barbecue joints that people are going to stop enormous. out and get their tailgate food I no mean, it's it's absolutely enormous yeah so. You know, there, there's a place, DJ, called Skipper's down in Darien, right on the river. Sounds good. It's, it's good. <laughs> they have fried shrimp and cold drinks, but but, but I know. I'm in. But, but it, well, it's, not for the fried shrimp, unfortunately. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah you've got the, the shellfish yeah, thing, but yeah. they've, they've got other delicious things there, there too. But, you know, the, they told me when I'd stopped in there once, they said, oh, yeah, for every Georgia game, they're two or three hundred people that come out on the deck for the Florida game is probably double that that just hang out on their deck. They bring out all these TVs and it's just it's just great yeah. gathering of people. And obviously we're right in the middle of yeah. it. So that's the part that, that we don't really see, but then you hear about or how many places, you know, we got friends in Atlanta that all gather. Who knows how many bars and restaurants there are with the dogs game sure. on, on on a exactly. Saturday. No, you're right. I mean, I hadn't even really kind of thought of it that way, but not just Georgia, but think of any state in the in, in the SEC or the mm-hmm. Big 12 or the ACC where fans are getting up in the morning and they've got a two- or three-hour drive and they're going to stop at their favorite restaurant and get their food for their tailgate. It doesn't just affect the the restaurants and the bars and the hotels in that specific city, but it's every city in the in the almost in the country that that needs college football well it certainly does and that goes you know double again for places like athens auburn 
yeah. Tuscaloosa, Statesboro, Boone. I mean, you look at, like, say, the Sun Belt. That's basically, a, 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 I guess you'd say in many ways, a smaller version of the SEC. Sure. The Southern Conference in, in Division One AA is, is another example of that. It is just such an engine for so many things. And, and sports, especially in, in this neck of the woods, college football, it is the ultimate unifier in bringing people together. Well, the the other unifier in bringing people together, brain being out uh, this week, and uh, me being out next week to to bring us all together. I know we got to wrap this thing up, and and uh, you actually you and Tyler are about to do an on air show here coming up in just a few minutes. Here's a, the only problem with Tyler, he needs to buff up <laughs> on his NASCAR a little bit. <laughs> I'm always telling him, Tyler, <laughs> Listen you now. Need to, you need to know more about NASCAR. Yeah, put in a little extra homework on that one. You might be able to get there. Now, see, tomorrow, now we're, we're taping this on a Thursday, so you and I will be on the air tomorrow afternoon from 4 until 7. Um, Tyler will join us at 6. I'm going to go ahead and let you know the truck race will be going on as oh, we're sweet. talking to Tyler. And he, so I don't know if I want to know the outcome. I, I know. It, so he, I don't know if I can bring it up or not. He knows everything about it. He knows all the lingo, the drivers, the owners, oh, the yeah. pit crew chiefs. It is fascinating. And when he gets on a roll with that stuff, I, I, I love it. So we always say for our, our Friday shows at 6, we rev up before we wrap up the week. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, anyway, we are uh, wrapping this one up, and I think we've been revved up pretty good. J.D., always great to see okay, you. Okay, And uh, thank you very much for filling in. And uh, thanks again to Fully Loaded. Mm. We love them. Two great Athens area locations, mm. including the one right now on the street. I'm doing a, a Homer Simpson drool mm. right now. Mm. Chicken parm, pizza, mm. wings. Fully Loaded. Yum, anyway, yum. hey, have a great weekend. Thanks so much for listening to the Crossover Podcast. He's Jeff Danther. I'm David Johnston. And uh, as always, you can catch Jeff 4 to 7. Monday through Friday on the home team with Brand. You can catch me 6 to 10 in the mornings with Logan. We appreciate you listening to 960 RF. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.